Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. As a matter of fact, that's what the climb means, creating leverage in the music business, C-L-I-M-B. That's what you're going to need before you get that deal, before you get that management, before you get the booker. They're going to want to know that you're bringing something to the table, and this podcast exists to teach you how to do that. I want to introduce you to my co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, how to do business like a pro, and not only that, but he actually connects you with the pros. You can't do any better than that. So you can reach Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound, and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves and so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andrew Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, with no S. Evening, Johnny. How you doing? What's up, brother? How you been? Hanging in there, just, you know, bored, got nothing to do, just life is just, you know, just sitting around <laughs> with nothing going on. <laughs> just... Nothing, just just an easy breeze, just a just a easy. boulevard of unbroken just, green lights, man. Man, <laughs> just come home and sit on a couch, and my wife's like, "Take a load off." There's nothing going on here, and my kids are like, "We're gonna go play upstairs by ourselves, be quiet. give ourselves a bath, you know, floss our own four sets of teeth." And <laughs> here we go. Like, sounds like you're living the golden life, brother. <laughs> man, it is good. You're it riding a good. gravy train with biscuit wheels, Ooh. man. Uh, that's right. So, well, hey. no, life is good, man. Life is good. It's exciting. Adventurous times. Good, good, good. Well, listen, um, before we get started here real quick, wanted to just uh, plug the Climb community on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. We're growing that every single day, and uh, it's just full of nothing but climbers. You can ask good questions on there. We had a good exchange going on today. Did you see that? Um and, and lots of people did, come yeah. in and, and, and uh, can help you out with different questions that you have, including Brent and myself. Also, if you like this podcast, share it. It'll make you cool. And if you leave a rating and review, we'll make you famous. We'll read it on the air. And don't forget to subscribe so you get it automatically right into your phone every Tuesday morning. That's right. So what you got for us today, brother? Well, today I want to talk about a pain point for a lot of songwriters out there. And so let's just say you've written a song. And it's a good song. Actually, it's a really, really good song. As a matter of fact, this song is too good to keep to yourself. So the whole world needs to hear this song. I, actually, some big artist really needs to record this song and sing it at the Super Bowl. But uh, what big artists are actually looking for songs, and how do I get my super-duper song to them? That's the pain point, right? Who's looking for songs? And you know, So I'm going to tell you today kind of how the pros know who's looking for songs. But I'm going to tell you that right after this review. That's right. Okay, so hold on. we got another five-star review here. That's right. The title of this review is Great Podcast from Connor Petrie. 
Um, I believe that's it's either Peter or Petrie. Um, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that, Connor. Uh, the, the review says, these guys are just plain awesome. Really informative stuff they talk about, and they really do set you up to succeed. They are not only help me with some stuff I'm currently doing with my music, they continually give me the confidence to keep pursuing my dream. Love that, Connor. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Connor. That's why we do it. Amen. I know. We actually kind of want to be helpful with what we do. That's right. That would, that's kind of the goal. If we can do that, we're doing all right. We're not the just here gold. to hear ourselves talk. We're gold. Exactly. Right. So how do we know who wants a song? All right. Well, I kind of looked through five major ways to know who's looking for songs. And the good news is, climbers, some of these are available to you. And some are, maybe the downside is some are higher level ones that you might need to, you know, kind of work your way up to. So let's start with number one. Shall number one's a pretty good place to start. So number one is personal relationships. All right. So if you personally know an artist, a producer, or a label A&R, they can tell you if they're actively listening for a project. And they might even know what they need and when they need it. But you just got to remember, though, any information is always subject to change at a moment's notice. So it's pretty basic, right? It's a relationship business. This is a networking type of business. And, hey, that's the deal. Personal relationships. And I'm kind of listing these, uh, for the most part, top to bottom, like, if you have the personal relationships, that's the best way. Yeah, by and far. And we'll kind of work our way down, you know, kind of from that. Oh, from your, some, from top to bottom, top being the most important. Yeah, like if effective. you can go with that one, go with that one. All right, if you can have the personal relationships. So I have a story just to kind of prove this out a little bit. So this was, uh, you know, a while back. My brother-in-law, Matt Klein, who referenced a lot on this show, he's working for Ray Stevens. He's writing songs for Ray. Ray was his publisher. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ray, comedy legend, a National Songwriters Hall of Fame, you know, the streak, everything is beautiful. Yeah. Still doing records in his 70s. It's awesome. So, anyway, we got wind that uh, through Matt, so, so through my personal relationship, that Ray was going to be recording a uh, comedy trucking record that was going to go out in like the pilot truck stops and different stuff. And we're like, okay, Ray Stevens, funny trucking. Let's get on this. Right. And Ray's a guy that, even though he's a legend, you know, he's not going diamond you know these days and so he's not showing up on some of these other lists that we're going to get to later on if you don't know he's looking you just don't know he's looking right Right. he's not broadcasting it because he he can be a pretty closed shop he writes his his uh right hand man buddy cab that he's written a lot of that classic stuff with he's in-house and so we just heard about it because we were in-house or at least matt was so I got together with Matt, and I got together with Anthony Oreo, another buddy of ours. Yeah. And uh, we did some woodshed, and it's like, okay, let's come up with a couple songs. And we came up with one called, uh, I was really excited when I got this title. It's called Diesel Knievel. <laughs> nice. And, uh, that's no, right like, up, Rage. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, that's great. It's about this daredevil trucker, you know? And uh, so we wrote Diesel Knievel, uh, wrote it with Anthony and Matt. And then we also wrote another song called The Right Reverend Roadhog McGraw. And then I think we wrote another one called Night of the Heat Lamp Burrito. You know, about the <laughs> dangerous food uh, at late night truck stops. The, the, the devil's burrito, you know, tortilla mummy. And uh, anyway, so we, you know, we wrote some songs for that project. Thankfully, uh, Ray ended up cutting one of them. He cut uh, Right Reverend Roadhog McGraw. Sad he didn't cut Diesel Knievel. But, uh, yeah, so we, you know, we did that, and it was just only through the personal 
relationships that we even knew that was going on. And also through that relationship I had with Matt, who was writing for Ray, we found out about Ray's later records, about the political comedy records. And so we, I ended up getting like four cuts like or so, four or so Ray Stevens cuts out of the personal connection. So just an example of how that can happen, because I hate it when records come out. I'm like, I don't even know about this. How do I not know about this? You know, yeah. there was a, and that's true a lot with more like legacy artists, you know, like Ray's kind of a legacy artist. And, and so I've, Earlier this year, I saw that Mark Chestnut had a new record coming out. You know, Mark's independent now, but he's had a bunch of big hits in the 90s. I'm a fan. He's just a great honky-tonk singer. And I saw that I saw the track listing. I saw that he recorded a song by my buddy Byron Hill. So I, so I called up Byron for two reasons. One, to congratulate him. And two, I was like, how'd you get the cut? <laughs> like, yeah. how'd you know about this? And Byron's like, man, actually, he's had that song on hold. You know, he's had that song for like 10 years. He just finally got around to cutting it. I was like, <laughs> "Wow!" I was like, "Oh well, that doesn't do me a lot of good." <laughs> but okay. Um, but you found out, man. I got something. I got something to add to this. Let me ask you yeah. a question. Do you have any um, recollection of no how many uh, records Ray sold? Like, what, how many records does Ray sell these days? Oh, I, I'm really not sure. I mean, I could pull through the numbers on some royalty statements and see what he sold on that. But well, here's, here's my it's point. Not, Ray's no. a legacy artist, right? So he's not going yeah. platinum anymore. He's not going no, gold not. anymore. Nothing like that. But so this relationship thing, like if you're thinking right now, well, it must be nice that, you know, you got friends that work with Ray Stevens and they're on the row and you're right there plugged in and everything. Well, yeah. And so, you know, you could be too if you are here, mm-hmm. but if you're not here, if you can't be here, there's still, there's still relationships to be made that are local to you, you know, and right. where you can find artists that are, that are, you know, if you're writing good songs, you're writing good songs and you're not mm-hmm. going to, you can get those artists to cut them locally right. in whatever city you're close to. And, and, uh, I mean, I just, I'm kind of harping on this a little bit cause I just had a conversation like this with not one but two of my artists like get this going like you know i had a band when i was freaking 14 i had to be in a band <laughs> you know what i mean i wasn't thinking right. about it i wasn't dreaming about it i was doing it and mm-hmm. and they need to be too right so the get out there go meet the people in the clubs go you know like do the best you, you know, set aside some time because yeah. you're gonna have to make some relationships you're going to have to make some relationships and yeah. um so, and and so I just want to encourage you that that, that can be done locally too, and mm-hmm. you can make a couple bucks off of it. You know, like they're 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 not going to go gold or platinum either. But so what? You start doing that more and more, and not for nothing. If you can get a cut from a local artist, then odds are you're probably going to get a you know a real decent rendering of that song that you can use as a calling mm-hmm. card to to improve your writing relationships, to improve your. Uh, mm-hmm. your credibility, your marquee value in a local area around town and try to get right. into some better rights and stuff, right? I, I kind of call that catching bait. Because what you do is, you know, you're, you're fishing, you get that independent cut, and they do a good version of it. Maybe you didn't have a demo of that song. Maybe you couldn't afford it or whatever, and now you have a demo yeah. and a cut. Yeah. So you have some cred, and you hopefully have a decent version of it that you can go try to catch bigger fish with. Yeah. So I'll catch and bait. And yeah, there are guys out there, there are a lot, a lot of independent people out there that are doing good work that are more accessible than like a Ray Stevens. And that also have most of their stuff ahead of them, right? Ray's awesome, but he's a legacy artist. He's you know, he's in the seventies and he's still kicking out a lot of records and I want to be on all of them. But then you have guys like Bitten Blunt, that's a buddy of mine. He lives in 
you know, he lives in the Carolinas. He was on America's Got Talent, you know, but he's still living outside of Nashville. He's doing records and stuff. He's turning around a bunch, very active on social media. You know, guys like that that are selling a good amount of records and doing the deal, and most of Benton stuff is still ahead of him, and they're more accessible. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not just, you know, the big-name artists, not just, you know, that sort of stuff. So I mean, that's where you want to end up, but you yeah. got to start, like you know, like you said, catching bait. Like you got to start on the first rung of the ladder, and you got to get out there. I mean, just on another like really quick tangent. I mean, you know, at fifteen and sixteen, when I was playing the clubs in Milwaukee, um, I I didn't know every single band that was playing in Milwaukee, but I darn sure gotten got you know rubbed shoulders with a lot of them, right? Because we're playing the mm-hmm. same clubs, right. so you get to know the people on the scene by being on the scene. Mm-hmm. Get get on the scene, you know, like like uh, like <laughs> James Brown says, "Sex Machine." Get on the scene. <laughs> How jump back because we're Ow! All the people said, "Hey, hey." <laughs> <laughs> All right, num- number two out of my mouth. All right, number two. All right, number two is industry chatter. So if you can't get the scoop directly from the horse's mouth. Uh, publishers and other songwriters are always talking. So you want to keep your ear to the ground and don't be afraid to ask questions. So that's stuff like, you know, like the Mark Chestnut thing, or, hey, I hear that Sammy Kershaw's cutting, or I hear that, you know, because all the big name people, you kind of know what's going on, right? You can get that from several sources, you know who's looking. You know, so these are like the more kind of other people that are looking, or stuff that um, are bigger names, but maybe you didn't know that maybe there's a rock star that's coming to town. You know, that's looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. It's just stuff you hear about you might not have heard about otherwise, but you hear from personal, you know, from friends that are chatting and stuff. So that's that's part of just being in the rooms. And again, yes, that's the advantage of being here, of being in the writers' rooms, being out to places, meeting the people, and shaking the hands and all that stuff. I didn't say all these were easy, but you want to know how people know who's looking for songs? This is how we know. All right. So I'm not trying to rub it in. I'm not trying to. Say, oh, this is easy. Why don't you do this? I'm just laying it out there how it is. If it was easy, so, everybody would be a hit songwriter, man. Exactly. So, yeah. So, number one is personal relationships. You know the A&R people. You know the producer. You know the artist. Number two is industry chatter. What are the people around them saying? Oh, I hear so-and-so is looking for a blah, blah, blah type of song. He's looking for a big ballad. He's looking for a beach thing, but it's not the cliche stuff. Or he's looking for, oh, he's going to more rock this time. Or, oh, he's been hanging out in L.A. a lot. He's doing more of this thing. Whatever that kind of stuff that you hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's another thing. Just keeping your ear to the ground. That's where, you know, relationships and that kind of stuff helps. Being around the Music Row water cooler. All right, welcome to another song titled Challenge. If you're new to the climb, this is a very quick little pullout section we have where I, you send me information, you send me a song title to info at daredevilproduction.com remember the production is singular there is no s in the title you put an all capital letter song title challenge put your song title in the body of the email i spring them on brent live on the show he's never heard these before and then he just starts riffing and you can kind of get into the mind of how brent a professional songwriter is gonna is gonna think about these songs it's not a co-write you own everything this is just a fun creative exercise so you can get some different perspectives on your song title and we Maybe we help you write your song, but it's all you. You own 100% of it. So, with that said, are you ready, Mr. Brent? 
No. <laughs> in this corner over here, we've got Mr. Brent Baxter, hit songwriter. And in the other corner, we have a dear friend of ours, Chelsea Stallings, is our song title challenge participant today. Don't and, make me hate you, Chelsea. <laughs> Don't make me hate you. And um, she gave us a long list. I kind of picked this one, I guess. Um, All right. Stained Glass. Okay. Stained, stained glass. glass. Okay. Well, first thing, okay, so I'm treating this like you, you threw this out in a co-write. And we're like, all right, let's try to make a hit country song out of this because I'm a country writer mostly, and that's what I know best and what I can kind of show you what I'm thinking. So this came out in a co-write. First thing I'd be thinking, like, man, I've, I've, I've not written that title, but I've written one really close to it called Whiskey Stained Glass. So i got to stay away from that one. So Stained Glass. All right. So, I mean, the obvious is, you know, the church, stained glass windows, that sort of thing. You can talk about that, but I'm the way my mind thinks is like what can it mean besides the obvious what can it mean besides stained glass win- windows so is there another way that you could stain a glass and that's kind of how we got started mark normore and i when we wrote whiskey stained glass was that you know it was a, like a shot glass or a glass that had whiskey in it but you, know, you can kind of see the residue you know mm. and so that's where we went with that and we got this whole guy drinks himself to death leaving las vegas kind of thing but anyway um so stained glass. What are some other ways of kind of a, a stained glass? Um, How about a Tiffany lamp in, oh, her, yeah. in her bedroom? There you go. Might make stained you think glass. of a, like a a lost lover, a longing to come back to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Or even you know this <laughs> girl. We, we what we got is sacred. You know, it's like stained glass. <laughs> you know, and everything. You know, this bedroom is kind of our kind of my church where I worship you. Kind of thing. Oh, you can go there, and that, that's interesting. You know, um, so, you know, I'll, I'll put stained glass up in this bedroom. <laughs> you know, when the moonlight comes through, and that, that kind of thing. You talk about that. You know, so that'd be maybe a little more uh, sacrilegious than I want to go personally, but it works for the for the genre, right? You can you can get away with that. Uh, so maybe not me personally, but in general, yeah, you could go there about yeah you know, this, you know. Basically, yeah, just a sexy song like "I Worship You" kind of thing. This, you know, I some like the sun coming in like stained glass, you know, or the moonlight coming in through the window like stained glass, and you know, you set up the different church kind of metaphor or parallels, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, angels singing, you know, worshiping you, um, that sort of stuff. You know, you kind of do some brainstorming on that, and that would be one way to go with it, which would be positive. Love probably more of a ballad, more of a you know slow jam, sexy thing than it would be you know an up tempo thing. So is there a way to do it like an up tempo thing? Um, stained glass, you know, it's like I don't know. I think of it like a Montgomery Gentry thing or something. Somebody throwing a rock through stained glass, you know, or it's like you. It almost be like what could that be metaphorical? Um, it's like messing with doing something you really shouldn't be doing, you know. Messing with something sacred, it's like throwing a brick through stained glass, you know. Oh, like, there you go. Interesting. Uh, like, yeah. Um, like you know, I remember this uh, McBride and the Ride song years ago, um, probably back in the '90s or late '80s, something like that. It's called Sacred Ground. Mm-hmm. And hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. The guy's singing to a guy that's kind of hanging out, kind of scoping on this guy, on the singer's girl. He's like, man, why don't you leave her alone? You're treading on sacred ground. You know, we're joined in the eyes of God and the eyes of our hometown. What, go on and leave her alone. You're treading on sacred ground. Because this guy's like hitting on his girl. He's like, right. can you stop? Yeah. You know, because like they were married and all this stuff. It could always be something like that. It's like you're throwing a brick through a stained glass window. You know, you're destroying something sacred. Be cool heavier um so not like fun up tempo but that would be another way to go i got an idea yeah when you look at those stained glass um they're 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 works of art right but they're made from shattered glass aren't they all different kinds of broken glass and they're put together to make something beautiful so that could be like you're broken i'm broken but together we're like stained glass something like that oh that's true yeah drop the mic boom that's a good one john i like that i like that (laughs) so in the future this will be johnny's song title challenge um but yeah that could be like a mosaic but yeah too because and also stained versus pure unstained like you know we've you know, and even that, it's like even churches, you know, if you want to go even more religious with it, it's like the people in the church aren't. The only perfect person in that church is Jesus. Everyone else is screwed up. We've all been stained by sin, washed white as snow, you know. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you, you don't have to be perfect to be in here or God uses, you know, even stained glass, you know, is beautiful, you know, when he uses it or something like that. Be cool. But, yeah, if you did the this the more straight like love thing, too. Yeah, I'm broken, you're broken, you know. I don't know if you want to play off the word pain, but da-da-da, it would be stained glass. You know, it would be something, something pretty cool, special, you know, sacred even. Uh, it would be cool, and I was thinking else, uh, and this little twist on that title was stained glasses, looking at the world through stained glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Almost, you know, like seeing the world through that a certain lens of either everything's beautiful or everything's holy or everything's got some sacred in it, you know. It could be like a cool, almost almost hippie, you know, thing of like just seeing God Oh, yeah, in you make it, like a, you know? it could be like a cool, up-tempo country hippie kind of song, right? Like, yeah, looking at the world through stained glasses. 
like a you girl, know? like the way the girl looks at her guy, like like he can do nothing wrong, like she's in love with them, you know, like she just she loves is. me, like looking at me through yeah. stained glass. Yeah, or you know, or even you know, she looks at me through stained glasses, like she looks at me at what I could be, not at what I am, but what I could be. Yeah, or I see the world through stained glasses. It's you know, I, I see I see the holy, and so many things I see the sacred, mm-hmm. and you know. It, you know that kind of thing. You just whatever it is, you see the you see the rainbow through the rain. You see the, you know the the plan through the pain kind of thing. You see the silver all silver lining. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, looking at the world through stained glasses. Um, cool. And you have to set it up with enough kind of soft spiritual language where it makes sense. But anyway, there's some thoughts on that. I like so it. We should... I, I thought we went a lot farther on that than I thought we were going to go. So uh, there we yeah, go. Yeah. There you go, I don't Chelsea. Hate Chelsea. I don't <laughs> Let's get back to the show. So ready for number three? Yes, sir. All right. Industry pitch sheets. Um, for example, there's something called Rofax. Yes, yeah, fax, as in a fax machine. So this started a long time ago, and it was a fax that would come out. It was a paid subscription. You pay for your subscription, and you give them your fax number. And then once a week or whatever, whenever they Rofax came out, it would come up on your fax machine. They'd fax it to you. And it was a it would list projects, points of contact, that sort of thing. It might even say what they're looking for, what the artist is looking for. Usually it just says like hits, great songs, or up tempo positive. Um, and so Rofax now has gone digital. You know, you can and this one is available for anybody. You I think you just subscribe at Music Row magazine or musicrow.com, which is music the online platform for Music Row magazine. I think you can just subscribe to Rofax there. So it has a listing of who's looking, label, if they have a producer, that sort of thing. Um, By the way, uh, do you have any idea what that costs? I forget. I haven't looked it up lately. Ballpark? It might be something like over 100 bucks for the year. I mean, what an amazing thing. What, what a worthwhile investment. Right. Yeah. To have that when you're not here to know like what's happening, have your finger on the pulse of it, and every week you get the you get the digital email, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, w- w- and you sit down with your writing, your your, your partners in crime for writing, mm-hmm. and and you got a goal, you've got a you've right. got something to try to write for. I mean, like f- you know, to your point with the story with Ray Stevens, you heard about he was doing the trucker thing, and then you mm-hmm. wrote because you heard about what he was doing, so you had exactly. You had a formula. You had not a formula, but you had a. Um, you we had, had a topic. Tar- we had a bullseye. Yeah, we yeah, had a topic. A bullseye. And, there you go. Yeah, and, and we're like, okay, let's. And we wrote them specifically for Ray Stevens, putting the, trying to put the, as much Ray on it as possible. That's right. So and I mean, what a, what a, what a good what a cool thing to to yeah. do. And and that, I I think if you never got a cut from it, I'll bet you that if you promised yourself because you invested a hundred bucks or whatever in it for the year. Mm-hmm. That you're going to write some darn songs to get out, and all of a sudden it's going to be this muse, right? That's every week. That's just yeah. they're knocking on your door, going, "Hello, you've got some writing to do." <laughs> yes, and that's valuable too. And that's what I'm. And the, yeah, and I think Rofax also has independent, you know, like smaller labels, independent. You, know, you can pay to put your list your project on Rofax. I think you can do that. So you'll get a variety. You'll get the big name label stuff. I think I remember on a Rofax years ago, uh, some new artist on Universal. It said, like, you know, who's this Dierks Bentley? And the note was, yes, we're, but yes, that's his name. And yes, we're keeping it. <laughs> 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 that's Dierks Bentley. 
you know, before it came out. And it's like, yeah, that's his name. We're keeping it, you know. And what's he looking for? Hits. Um, and so that's that's one thing. So Rofax. Um, and there are also a few inside the industry tip sheets, too, that you generally have to kind of know somebody to get. There may be some pluggers that put their own list together. Some publishers will put their own list together and distribute it to their staff and also to the writers, mm-hmm. which are basically culled from personal relationships and industry chatter. So there are some that you can just subscribe to that, you know, they don't care who you are. Give us the money. We'll send you the listing. And there are others that are more kind of inside, like this is our team. This is what our team has put together. And that's a good place to start, not for nothing. Yeah, and now these definitely carry some incorrect info. All right, so just disclaimer on that. It's you know if you get Rofax or whatever, some of this stuff, or even the inside the industry ones. There, there was one called Pitch This for a while. I think it's gone gone defunct now. But back when it was fully funked, uh, we just <laughs> get that one. And uh, so there are a few around. Uh, but I remember, you know, I had a I had a buddy that was on a label at the time, and I remember for months after he had changed producers and kind of switched gears. You know, I was writing with him and it was still saying, Oh, he's like, so-and-so meets so-and-so. He's kind of the music he's looking for, you know, Alan Jackson meets, uh, Jackson Brown or whatever. And he was on this label and this producer. And I knew for a fact, cause I wrote with him that he had changed producers and that the, the sound was shifting. We were finding the sound. It was shifting. And I was like, sweet. Throw yeah. everybody else off the scent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So you're in the you're in the know. I was in the know. And but again, either way, if you're writing songs, man, if you get something out of it, I think that's yeah. a positive thing, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good. So I'm just I want to be honest with you guys and I, you know, I don't want you to I don't want to act like, yeah, this is all 100% gospel. It's all infallible. No, there's some stuff that like I said there's a peck in order to this and you know, the personal relationships getting it from the horse's mouth is the best bet because I was getting it from the horse's mouth and helping craft you know the, the sound for that project or, you know lyrically anyway but as we wrote the songs and we can see that some of this other stuff out there wasn't accurate and so if i'd just been looking at it pitching uh, odds are to miss the mark because i've been aiming at what they told me which wasn't accurate but still there's some value to it you know who's looking you may know who to follow up and then go oh okay i need to shake the tree about so and so and see what people know about this project i didn't know that was coming up again or oh we changed producers oh that's really good yeah you know, that kind of stuff so there's still you just want to take it with a grain of salt, but still, it's it's definitely more valuable than nothing. If nothing else, it keeps your head in the game. It's that weekly reminder, like you talked about, Johnny. Yeah. Oh, got to get on. I got some songwriting to do. Um, oh, and usually the tip sheets don't provide contact information, so you have to get that some other way. A lot of times they'll just say name, yeah, internet, <laughs> Google, Google, it. Google, Google it. You got to find out and figure. Hey, if you, if you don't can't Google do that, it to ask them questions, just write the song. <laughs> find out where to send it <laughs> exactly just need to know where to send it they figure if you can't figure out how to get it to them your song is probably not worth it there it's probably not there yet so that's right yep uh all right number four number four number four all right this one is available for everybody liner notes if you can find them i guess <laughs> these days but you know album credits so if an artist is doing well you know they're probably going to make another record and they're probably going to be looking really hard when they're on the second or third single from their current album. So you want to check the album's liner notes for the name of their label, the producer, you know, who are some of their current co-writers. Try to do some research. Try to find out about these people and how to get to them. All right, of course, the artists may be changing producers for the next album. Or they may be adding multiple producers. You don't know that stuff. Um, you just never know for sure. But it's, it's, a, it's a way to start. 
you know, if you don't if you don't have access to some of this other stuff, here's a way to start. Find album liner. Now, if you don't have liner notes because people don't you just get everything off iTunes or whatever, you're streaming stuff, um, you can check out allmusic.com. You can usually find some stuff there. I'm sure you can Google, you know, album credits, look up the album or song credits, that sort of thing, and, and find that stuff within the internet. Get some good stuff search. on Wikipedia, too, on the records. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, accurate with that cool. stuff. Yeah, Wikipedia. I've gone there for stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's helpful. It gives you some names. And then you can start going down the rabbit hole. going, okay, well, who is this producer? And who's the publishing company that publishes some of these songs? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, they have in. They're getting cuts on there. So maybe that's I can go aim my song at that publishing company to see if they'd be interested. Like, oh, that'd be great for Brad Paisley or Blake Shelton or whoever. Or, you know, some people I want to try and write with or these writers. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's this label. Okay, who are the A&R people of this label? Let me start trying to look that out. Again, it's further away. Start where you are. Yeah. Simple. All right. Plus, I just always found liner notes interesting. Like, who are these magical liner people? notes? Yeah. I know. I miss those. All right, you ready for number five? Yes, sir. Number five is music publishers. Now, this is actually in order of importance. It would be further up the list, but I'm saving this last for a reason. But music, uh, music publishers. One of the major values of a music publisher is their their metaphorical Rolodex. Used to be a literal one. Now it's a metaphorical one. Uh, it's their relationships. So it's the <clears> fact that they know people that you don't. Okay, so labels reach out to a lot of publishers when they're looking for songs for artist X. You know, it's their and it's a publisher's job to get songs cut, and they know as part of that job they need to go out and they need to meet a lot of people, find out. And they're the ones with the personal relationships here in the industry chatter on the industry pitch sheets, right? So you want to kind of one step removed from having all that stuff yourself, but Hey, that's part of the value of a publisher. That's what they've invested so much in is building those relationships here in that chatter, all that stuff. You yeah. look like you want to say something. No, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm listening to everything <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> I'm just thinking you about different music publishers. Like, yeah, like that's uh, and how they can connect you know, with you, like through your um, play for publisher event. I mean, I just. That's funny you should mention that. That's so huge. (laughs) That's so huge if you're outside Nashville. Yeah. It's huge if you're inside Nashville, but man, there's people making real relationships through that. That's just what an incredible opportunity. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, music publishers, maybe you're not making the, the connection with, you know, maybe you're not in the know on who's looking, but you know a guy who's in the know. Yeah. You know, you got the goods and you can solve a problem that publisher. Because every time an artist, you know, a label puts out, hey, we're looking for artists for, you know, we're looking for songs for Dirks Bentley or Randall Lambert or Carrie Underwood or whoever, the publisher has a problem. I got to get a song on that record. Yeah. That's my goal. And if you can help solve that problem and help them meet that goal by bringing them a song that's great for that artist, great. You know, you win by adding value. They're going to want to hear from you. If yeah. you have a song that, they think can, they can exploit, get cut, and make money off of, and keep their gig and feed their family. So they want to hear those great songs. Uh, it's just not easy to get to them. But uh, but yeah, actually, we do have an opportunity for you to get to them. So you know, with these podcasts, I don't like to bring up something unless I can hopefully come up with at least some step you can take as a remedy, right. <laughs> as, as a step you know to empower you to like, okay, well here's this problem or here's the stuff. Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. Here's something you can do about it. So here's what you can do about this one. Obviously, you can go check out pitch sheets. Like I said, big disclaimer, I can't verify. You vouch for all the accuracy. 
But that's one thing you can do. You can look at liner notes. The other thing is our Play for Publisher event is coming up again in December, which means you need to get your songs in here in November. And so our next guest is is a big one. I'm, I'm excited about this one. It's John Osier from Olay Music. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're huge in Canada, huge in the U.S., uh, and he's out of the Nashville office. He runs the Nashville office. Been Olay's been hugely successful the last several years. A lot of big hits coming out of that publishing company. Um, just too many to mention right now. Just look up Olay Music, John Ozier, O-Z-I-E-R. He's legit. Uh, he, he used to be, be at a- Curb, right? Yeah, he used to be at A&R over at Curb. Yeah, yeah, he's... I uh, was working with my buddy Ruthie Collins over yeah. there. They ended up going over to Olay, and and he's great. He's going to run this town one of these days. And so it would be good to get to know him now. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, That's right. Yeah, when he's just running a busy intersection on you know of this town before he runs the whole thing. But, yeah, he's going to be coming in on December, I think, at 14. And so what we're going to do is with the Play for Publisher, you can submit a song. I go through, listen to all of them. And cull it down to weed it down to like the 10 I think are most likely to catch John's attention in a good way. Something that might solve a problem for him. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. Can I, can I interrupt you right there for a second? Yeah, yeah. So keep in mind that sometimes it's very publishing company specific too. Like, um, you know, certain publishing companies are going to lean one way with certain kind of songs, certain publishing mm-hmm. companies are going to lean another way. You know, with, with Brent, he knows the personality of the person. Like, there's, listen, there's just some dudes that like a, a certain thing or some girls that like a certain kind of song. And and if they're the publisher, then, uh, you know, you're going to try to customize, and to, you know, that 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 um, offering, if you will, yeah. of those 10 songs to their personality. So my point in telling you this, if you don't make the top 10, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean the song wasn't worth a darn, you know? It, it, right. just, it just means maybe it wasn't a good fit for this thing right here. Yeah, and the thing I look for, honestly, is try to serve up. I'm not even really looking for, like, oh, I think this song's a hit. Of course, if I hear one I think is a hit, that speaks volumes. But I'm also looking for songwriters. Like, is there something in this song that I think, oh, there's a songwriter in there? Even if it may be a little too left to center, in my opinion, for maybe what may work on country radio, or, or even if it's a pop song or a rock song or whatever kind of song, I'm looking for songwriters because that's the kind of people people on Music Row are looking for. Like, oh, there's something there. There's something. There's there's a heart. There's a craft. There's a there's a songwriter in there, you know. So that's the stuff I'm looking for. So I'm not worried about some rough edges. I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm looking for the ten best, in my opinion, kind of. And that's best. How do you define that? But I'm looking for one. I think we're going to catch his attention. I think what's going to catch his his ear is something where there's you can tell that there's a a real songwriter in there, even if it's not perfect, even if it's a little left to center, a little odd, maybe not quite commercial, but there's something in there. You go, Ooh, okay. There's something in there we can work with. Yeah. That's really what I'm looking for. But yeah, if you want to find out how you can submit your song for John, Oh, what we do is, so the top 10 songwriters, I'll announce it and we'll all get together on a big teleconference, a video conference on zoom. And so I'll be with John in his office on music row and then you guys will will pipe you in video online, and you can join from anywhere in the world. The last one we had with Dan Hodges, uh, we had uh, Sam from uh, Scotland. And Sam first, Spears. Yes, good old I like Sam. Him. <laughs> he's, he's a good songwriter. You'll like his music too. And so he had a song in there, and it was the first time he'd ever met with the U.S. publisher. You know, and he was at home in Scotland. 
cool. And it was cool. So it was cool to be a part of, you know, giving him an opportunity he hadn't quite had before. And he's got chops. He's a good writer, you know. He deserved to be in that room. And other people that are more local, others from around the country. Um, and so it's a good chance to have an at-bat with the publisher, have a chance of starting to build a relationship. So if you want to find out more details, you can always go to songwritingpro.com, check out the current blogs. We'll talk about it. The best way to make sure you don't miss out is go to giftfrombrent.com. That's giftfrombrent.com. Download the free ebook, Think Like a Pro Songwriter. Just tell me where to send it. We'll send it to you. Then we'll also sign you up for the Songwriting Pro Insiders list where I'll be sending you all the details on how you can submit your song for that and keep up with who, you know, if you end up getting one of the top songs or not or whatever. And so, and also it gets you in the loop for uh, watching the replay. Because what we've done the last time is we recorded it. And so you get a, and everyone that entered a song gets to watch the, it was about an hour and a half replay. So you get to listen to the songs that made it. You get to see how they interacted with John. You get to, and most valuably, you get to hear his response. You get to hear what he has to say about these good songs. Because there's not a dud in the bunch. Right. Okay, what does he have to say about these? And what can I glean from that? That part was really valuable. I learned from that. I enjoy it. That's worth the price of admission right there. Oh, it's, you know? yeah. And yeah, not, like, not for nothing, you, yeah. you, you pay for the admission and you get, it, it's an at-bat, it's an opportunity. You're creating an opportunity. Like, it, it's invaluable. Yeah, everybody that enters wins something because there, there's some freebies in there. You get the access to the replay, even if you're not in the top 10. And the replay is really valuable. Uh, so it's well worth, you know, getting a song in there. So, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another killer episode of The Climb. So, remember to subscribe if you like this. If you like what you heard, share it. You'll, it'll make you cool. We'll read your... Uh, and, and leave a comment and a rating and a review, I should say. We'll read that online. We'll make you famous. Subscribe and keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.